There are few things that I dislike more than going shopping. And when I do, it is literally out of sheer necessity. I walk into a place of business with a mission in mind, purchase what I need, and immediately leave. However, online shopping from some e-commerce platform saves me from all of that. It saves me time, gas money, and is enormously convenient. And while I suspect that most people use e-commerce platforms for similar reasons, I really got to wondering if e-commerce is truly our friend, or if online shopping is just as harmful to the environment as anything else that we do. I was pondering this question after I had unpacked another online order and was sitting in front of my cabin looking at a stack of cardboard. So in this episode, I'm going to examine the question, is e-commerce killing the planet? Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode number 51, which is titled, Is E-Commerce Killing the Planet? But many conscientious online consumers have really asked themselves a very similar question. What are the impacts on the environment of shopping online versus traditional shopping? I'm going to have to admit that when I started researching information for this episode that I had already made up my own mind, made up my own conclusion, but that was a mistake. But as I soon found out, some of the online giants out there clearly state that online shopping has significantly decreased environmental impact compared to consumers physically going to a place of business. However, what I found is that it truly is not that simple and is much more complicated than you can imagine. So what I really want to do is to present both sides of the issue, of course, and then get down to the bottom line of the most sustainable alternative. As I had mentioned in the introduction to this episode, the times that I do go shopping is really truly out of sheer necessity. And 90% of that time that I do so, it's usually because I need something for the homestead. So I will make trips to the local hardware store, Home Depot, Lowe's, etc. And the other reasons that I typically go shopping is to usually to some outdoor shop because I need something for hiking or camping. But all the other times that I need something, I usually do my shopping online. So I compare similar items, I will read reviews, I'll ask questions, and finally make a decision on what it is I'm going to purchase. And then the product gets delivered to my business mailbox without my having to really go anywhere. 
And besides, as many as many of you likely do not realize, I live on some acreage off of a private road, and you have to go through three locked gates in order to get to my cabin. And what that means for me is that standard home delivery services such as the Postal Service, the UPS, and FedEx literally cannot get to my home at all. And even if something does get delivered to the post office, I literally have to go 30 miles out of my way to go pick it up. So consequently, I have a business mailbox in a very convenient location and online shopping creates an enormous convenience for me. But despite living off the grid now for over 25 years, I am still learning things and as far as sustainability is concerned, I'm constantly questioning what I'm doing and why. So that said, I started wondering about the implications of online shopping as far as, an, as, far as the environment is concerned and of course whether or not such practices were actually sustainable. So just to start out this episode, let's look at some of the most common reasons that people will, will shop for things online. And convenience and ease is ease of use is actually number one. Comparison shopping. So people can compare compare products from multiple different vendors in one setting. And of course this is not possible in the standard brick and mortar business better prices of course but many times people will actually visit a physical store to first determine exactly what they want then they will shop online for a better price they also can read reviews from other shoppers and this of course helps you to choose the best product and saving time and this is often cited even above finding the lowest price and you know all of these things of course sounds a whole lot like me and according to some sources that i read there were over 256 million online transactions in the united states alone in the year 2020 and this year e-commerce spending in the united states hit 82.5 billion dollars which is up by 77 percent from the year before. So obviously, online shopping is here to stay. But while we all sit at home using our laptops to order products and relish the amount of time that we have saved, what kind of effect does e-commerce actually have on the environment and is it really sustainable? And what are the pros and cons? So. Let's first look at the obvious positive impacts of e-commerce. Transportation emissions are greatly reduced because organizations can do business without owners or employees physically commuting to a place of business. Paper waste is reduced due to the fact that information is stored digitally. Digital information transfer paired with digital manufacturing could actually eliminate the need for a warehouse which of course takes up an enormous amount of space 
and uses tremendous amounts of energy. So all that sounds really good, but here is the catch. The International Conference on Environmental Science and Engineering says that although the potentials of the internet to save material and energy cannot be denied, it is too early to conclude that e-commerce has only positive effects on the environment. Because each potential positive impact is coupled with a potentially overwhelming negative impact as well. So let's get back to this thought about transportation emissions. So even though consumers are reducing or eliminating their carbon emissions by shopping online, the freight trucks that deliver the products certainly are creating emissions. And since there is a large emphasis in business on the importance of immediacy, especially when it comes to shipping, it is common for businesses to send out freights that are only partially full. And of course, what about all the packaging? And this is what I got to wondering about when I was sitting in front of my cabin looking at a stack of cardboard boxes because all shipped items require packaging to some degree. And this packaging has created a massive cardboard footprint. Amazon revealed that in 2017, it shipped more than 5 billion items worldwide to its prime customers alone. And one company that sells reusable packaging said that the growth of the shipping industry by 2021 will be equal to 1 billion trees consumed. And of course, what about all the items that get returned? And then, you know, there's problems with items that are returned and on a global scale, one of the primary business to consumer transactions is actually fashions. And over one third of the online items purchased are returned in less than three months. So this is one of those things that attracted the attention of, of people as far as the consequences of online shopping because if an item is returned, you have essentially doubled the amount of transportation emissions as well as the packaging that is used. And if a replacement item is then shipped, then you have tripled the emissions and packaging. And even to go further, depending on the product, the returned item may then have to be disposed of instead of being resold. And furthermore, special events such as Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and others place a significant burden on the environment due to the tremendous amount of shipping and packaging and delivery in a very, very short period of time. But you know what? Despite all of these disadvantages, e-commerce is up by 77% from the year before which may sound fantastic, but according to the Environmental Defense Fund, this rapid growth of e-commerce presents some very clear risks. And one of those, of course, is climate change. And by now, it is well known 
that the product sourcing, manufacturing, and transportation, as well as the use and disposal of those products that we use, are a major source of climate change. And fortunately, many companies are now under pressure to address those very issues. And then there is the concern over toxicity, because whether you realize it or not, 62% of the chemicals in consumer products are hazardous to human health as well as the environment. When you purchase something online from an e-commerce platform, you truly have no guarantee that that product is free of toxic chemicals. And furthermore, e-commerce retailers are not taking the time and the effort to verify the safety of the products that they sell and therefore they are avoiding responsibility and accountability. But if you look at this issue at face value, as some of the online giants have a tendency to do, it would seem rather obvious that purchasing something online instead of driving to a physical location would be more environmentally friendly. But this issue is not as black and white as it seems, and all of this convenience still comes at a cost. Because unseen to most shoppers, when you order something online, the back-end work to simply get something to your door is actually very intricate and quite complicated. So let's just take a moment and do a quick comparison of the different ways in which people obtain products, meaning the different ways that people go shopping. And then you will clearly see the best alternative and the most environmentally friendly means of purchasing. And you can also decide which category that you fit into as a shopper. So our traditional shopper, which is more or less a dying breed these days, but the traditional way that most people go shopping, of course, is to conduct business entirely in person. And this type of shopper searches for a product, they make a purchase, and if dissatisfied, they return the product in person. So e-commerce is not used in any way whatsoever. And although this method of shopping is becoming a thing of the past, this type of completely offline process accounts for about 75% of the greenhouse emissions for obtaining a product with some minor emissions of course for packaging and returning of items and in-house over overhead for the retailer. And now of course we have what I call the cyber shopper. And this type of shopper conducts business completely all online from product research payment, product return, and all transactions are completely done through the internet. So in this case, the cyber shoppers emissions are really just related to greater IT structure to support the computing, which in turn supports the e-commerce platform and increased packaging needs and the shipping needs, of course. So nevertheless, the cyber shopper has a carbon footprint that is approximately 50% less than the traditional shopper 
because they have completely bypassed the travel to and from the place of business. And now we come around to the modern shopper. And you know, while this comparison appears to be straightforward, the reality is that the modern shopper is more or less a hybrid between the traditional shopper and the cyber shopper. And this is because the modern shopper tends to utilize both a brick and mortar business and online services. And in fact, 48% of US consumers look at products in a place of business before making a purchase online. And this process of trying out a product in person before purchasing online is often referred to as showrooming. And this of course increases a person's carbon footprint because they first travel to a physical location before purchasing online. And this completely offsets any reduction of their carbon footprint gained by purchasing something solely online. So with the modern shopper, the route to purchasing a product is really rarely a very direct process. So in the past, when it came to purchasing something, there was only one touch point, and that was the point of transaction. But the behavior of the modern shopper creates multiple touch points prior to any tra transaction, which of course negates any potential reduced impact created by shopping online. And now we get around to the impatient modern shopper, which is actually the least environmentally friendly type of behavior. But to appreciate why, why our impatience has such a significant environmental impact, just take a look at the logistics of the, of the shipping world. In 2005, Amazon actually introduced its Prime membership, which offered two-day free shipping on eligible per, uh, purchases for a one-time annual fee. And at the time, this type of rapid delivery was still kind of sort of a novel thing. And however, at the time of this production, Amazon now has 200 million Prime members and free two-day shipping has now become commonplace, which of course shifts the expectations of the modern shopper. And this of course has given rise to the impatient modern shopper. But this rapid delivery that is so commonplace is not without environmental impact. This delivery makes it nearly impossible to combine shipments going to the same areas and this in turn increases the distance driven per item and increases the carbon footprint as well. In fact, it is estimated that expedited delivery actually has twice the carbon footprint as non-expedited delivery, which of course completely offsets any benefits from shopping online. But despite all of this, there is some good news and by now you're likely wondering which is more environmentally friendly online shopping or going to a brick and mortar business so obviously no matter what we do we always create 
some sort of an environmental footprint. And I got to wondering about this, of course, after I unpacked several items that I had ordered online and was sitting there looking at a pile of cardboard boxes. But you will be happy to know that online shopping overall in the United States reduces our carbon footprint by 30%. And those working with an e-commerce employer often work at home instead of driving to and from a place of business. Even the distribution centers for a lot of e-commerce businesses are often close to major airports, thereby reducing the impact of transportation. And furthermore, oftentimes these distribution centers are in a much better position to incorporate renewable energy sources for running their places of business. So obviously, energy is still used when shipping products, but the impact is significantly less than each person driving to and from a place of business. In fact, electronic advertising, electronic receipts, and even newsletters reduce the overall paper trail that is involved in conducting business. And even better news these days is that more and more modern consumers want transparency. They want to purchase from brands and companies that are committed to making a positive environmental impact. In fact, 65% of consumers these days expect companies to clearly explain the environmental benefits on their product labels and on their websites. And furthermore, any astute company would realize that this is a good way to garner customer loyalty and build trust because more and more consumers want to purchase sustainable products. Even websites such as eBay, ThreadUp, and Etsy contribute greatly to extending the lifespan of many products and help to reduce the number of purchases that are made. So if you are at all serious about reducing your carbon footprint, then think about the following things. If you look at the numbers, e-commerce is better for the environment if the entire process is digital, meaning the process is all online from start to finish. If you find it necessary to purchase something by going to a place of business, you can actually cut your environmental footprint as much as 50% by first doing your product research online because this will limit the amount of driving and will limit multiple trips to different businesses. If you have to go to a place of business to purchase something, then simply combine your errands to accomplish multiple things at once. And this is actually something that I commonly do because we live in somewhat of an isolated place. And of course, opt for environmentally friendly packaging whenever you can, and if at all possible, recycle all of the packaging. And furthermore, purchase products from responsible companies. Some of the largest environmental impacts are actually upstream in the supply chain, which means material sourcing and product manufacturing. So do your homework 
and make sure you are purchasing something from an eco-friendly company. And one more thing you can do is just simply plan ahead and avoid ordering anything at the last minute. And in fact, I almost never pay for expedited shipping because the majority of the time, anything I order online arrives before the estimated delivery date anyway. Now, the e-commerce platform is not perfect, of course, but any astute business owner can clearly see that more and more people are wanting to purchase sustainable products. And more and more people want to see businesses that are clear about the environmental impact of their products that they produce and sell. In closing for this episode, Having a sustainable lifestyle is truly about making better choices. And for example, just recently when I was picking apart my own lifestyle, I realized that our biggest environmental impact was from the driving that we do. And it was then that I got a little creative and managed to reduce my commuting by almost 50%. And one of the things I stopped doing was leaving home specifically to do errands. Because for us, the closest supermarket is 22 miles away. The closest gas station is 10 miles away. And these days, once I am at home, I do not leave. It is now rare for me to leave home for one single errand unless I have absolutely no choice. I typically go to the supermarket or to the hardware store on days that I am working anyway. And all I do is get out of bed about 30 minutes early so I have time to do errands on my way to work. And this way, when I get home at night or when I get off work, I rarely have to leave home for anything. So this is literally my version of making better choices in this one little aspect of my own lifestyle and thereby reducing my environmental impact. So it's obvious to me that e-commerce is booming and is here to stay. But just like anything else, your environmental impact depends greatly on the choices that you make. And I said in a recent episode that I got to wondering if there was anything I could do that had no environmental impact And of course, the answer to that is no, because everything we do impacts our world in some way. So the bottom line is that if you really want to enjoy the benefits of online shopping, then simply be careful about the choices that you make. It is really, truly that simple. So that's it for this week, folks. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you would take the time to leave me with a review. And of course, subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast, as well as my companion blog, Off-Grid Living News. This is your host, Patrick, signing off until next week. Always remember to live sustainably, because this is how we build a better future.